Hello, friends. Welcome back to your OELC Castle podcast. Salut, bonjour. I want to thank you for joining me today for our second annual uh, bilingual episode, and that's where I interview the same person twice, once in English and once in French. So you will find the French episode just a little further down uh, your uh, OELC Castle webpage. It is my belief that presenting these episodes in English and in French is very important because it maintains the fabric and the flavor of the OELC experience. Um, our Francophone staff were everywhere and uh, inherently involved in all things OELC, from our kitchen staff to our uh, office staff to our uh, several of our former executive directors and all the way to our uh, CASO um, Sans Animation Scolaire d'Ontario uh, French Leadership uh, Athletics course that happened every summer at OELC um, during less uh, COVID times. To me, the experience of being at OALC was also always a bilingual one. I spoke English and French um, on and off all day long. And as such, uh, these episodes are a way to honor uh, that experience. So today I'm speaking with Hannah Van Bemmel, who is uh, a capable and uh, engaged leader and former youth facilitator from our uh, CASO leadership course. And she has lots of great things to say about her time at OALC and uh, the importance of the work that OALC continues to do. I hope you enjoy it. Anna, welcome to our OELC podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, very much our pleasure. So uh, let's dive right in. Can you tell me uh, how you uh, came to OELC in the first place? Absolutely. So I got nominated by my gym teacher, Safi Albay, in grade 10, and that was in 2018. Okay. And where were you at school when she recommended you? I was at a French high school in Barrie, Ontario, which is not far from the site, actually. And it was um, Romeo Delaire. That's the high school I went okay. to. Gotcha. Okay, so um, which course did you attend at, at OELC? I think everyone might be able to guess by now, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I attended CASO. I did not attend OELC. And that is the sports leadership uh, program that uh, they offer on the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, the, our, uh, our French language one. That's right. Um, so I guess I'll get right to the, the joy of all this, because the part about OELC that makes it so special is the stories and, and, um, what it was like to be there. So can you share a story that really stands out from your experience at OELC? Absolutely. I mean, there's so many to choose from, but I think, uh, for my time there at, uh, a leader anyways, um, I think the biggest thing for me was just stepping into, a camp. I've never been to a camp before. That was my first time going and I didn't really know what to expect at all. Um, but I heard from all the other um, people that came before me in high school and they were like, it's the best experience ever. You need to go. You're so lucky to go. Um, but at the same time, I was a little nervous going in there. But then as soon as you, you, I'm sure you know, Nathan, as soon as you get into there and you drive up and everyone's there waiting for you and the course directors and the facilitators and everyone there, they're just so happy to see you and greet you. Um, and I think for me at that moment on, I just felt like this was going to be a really great experience. It just kind of put my nerves at ease right there. Um, but I think my favorite memories from there was um, Super Splash. Like that was one activity we did at Kazo. I'm not sure if you guys did that at OELC or not. No, um, uh, and I, I'm not familiar with this one. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that. Oh my God. It was basically um, in the afternoon, a few days in, 
Um, I don't remember which day it was exactly, but it was a few days into the camp and it was basically um, run by all the facilitators and uh, the, the YFs would help out as well. But the full camp got to do all these water activities and it was right uh, by the water where that big space is um, by the docks. Mm -hmm. So there was like a slip or yeah, like slip and slide. And there was, you know, you'd throw sponges at each other and you do a bunch of different things like that. Um, But then after, which was really fun for us, you got to fill up big buckets of water from the lake and then both. Um, the facilitators from the brother and the sister cabin, um, they would get to get dunked by with water by everyone else. <laughs> so I think like for me, that was just a super fun experience. Like going there at first, you're like, oh, they're teachers. Like the facilitators are usually teachers and going in there, I was like, oh man, like, is this going to be like school? Um, but then you really get in there and you get to do things like that, like dunking your facilitators with water. And you're like, no, this is a completely different. And just from there, it really set the tone for the rest of the week. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to talk the arts group into that, but I do appreciate <laughs> the activity. That's great. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your leadership development. What did you learn about your leadership skills during your time at OLC or Kesso specifically? So at Kazo, like I said, I was there in grade 10. Um, so for me, that was kind of the peak of my high school. Um, for French, on the French side, for high school, we go from grade 7 to grade 12. We don't just jump in from grade 9. Um, so for me, it was really almost that more than the halfway point for me, getting closer to graduation and stuff. Um, so... I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do after and kind of who I was as a person. So Kazo really gave me the opportunity to figure out what I like, who I am, test out my leadership abilities and things like that. And then I ended up going back to my school um, and I got to be captain of my volleyball team and captain of the basketball team and different things like that. And I joined student council. Um, But then it also gave me... I don't know what happened during that camp because obviously from your perspective, you don't see it, but you know, from the facilitator's perspective, they see your development throughout the whole camp. Um, And I was lucky enough to get asked by the course directors to come back the following year as a youth facilitator. So it just really gave me the opportunity to step into a leadership role that I didn't necessarily have before. Um, so I just stepped into there and they saw something in me. And luckily I was enough to come back the following year at Kazo as a YF in a different position, but to also go back into my school and to have those leadership positions. Hannah, uh, talk to me about uh, the experience of being a youth facilitator and what made it fun and engaging and different. For me as a youth facilitator, I was not expecting to go back as a youth facilitator. Um, as as a leader, I enjoyed my experience so much, but I didn't think it would go further than that. I just, you know, I had so much fun. I wanted to have so much fun. But then from there, um, I was just really honored that uh, my course directors wanted to have me back. Um, So then from there, I got to the site the following year and I was ready. I didn't know what to expect the second time because it was much different. I found out as the as the camp went on. But for me, it was just so exciting and so engaging um, because it was a completely different role. Um, We weren't leaders anymore. We're really in a different leadership, 
you know, role. So then um, you kind of get there, you get to meet all like your camp group. Um, and I was with a very fantastic group that year. And I still, you know, follow a few of them on Instagram. I see what they're up to. Um, I have one that's graduating right now and she's going to Queen Uni- Queen's University to play volleyball. And mm. it's just so amazing to see them, what they're doing. But then for me, um, going there and just imparting kind of the the experiences that I went through as a leader, because um, I saw a few of the campers, they got there and they were nervous as well. And, you know, it was their first times as well going to camp. And some of them came from all the way up in like Capiscasing, Timmins area. Mm-hmm. Others came from Ottawa, others Toronto, and just really everywhere around Ontario. And it was so cool to just be a part of their journey for just a small amount of time and just sharing what I had to offer and um, still being in contact with some of them. It was just so amazing to see the difference of being a leader and being a YF. And it just made me realize that, um, you know, working with um, athletes at that point is something that I wanted to do because Kezo is a sports leadership program. Um, So from there, it just kind of made me realize that's what I want to do. Um, and now because of that, I do work, uh, at the university of Ottawa where I study and I am a student athletic therapist with the football team there. Um, so just kind of the development from there, Kezo has had such a big impact on my journey, but I like to think that my journey through Kezo helped, you know, the few, a few leaders, I hope, um, were there (laughs) my year. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of that. That's great. So since we're talking a little bit about how it how it made you feel, certainly right at the end there, um, many of our OALC alumni, I actually would go so far as to say most, uh, say they have gained confidence and a better sense of self through the program. And I think you've already answered this question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Is it true for you? Absolutely. I think for me going into Kezo um, as a leader anyways, I was quite... I wouldn't say shy, but I was definitely, I had a lack of confidence. I didn't really know if I could step into those big leadership roles and things like that. Um, But then I realized I certainly can. And the following year, just going back as a YF, it just proved that I can step into really big leadership roles like that. Um, But then that just brought out self-confidence for me, not just for my leadership skills, but throughout my life as well. Um, and it just, all of my decisions now, I just step into them with confidence. And, uh, unfortunately I went through a few hardships, um, a few years ago and just, um, mental health wise, things like that. And it just gave me the confidence to speak out, ask for help. And there's no shame doing anything like that. And just looking back, um, if I didn't go to Kezo, I don't know if maybe I would have asked for help or I would have maybe waited longer, Um, but it's just really interesting to look back and see, you know, where that self-confidence came from and just looking at old pictures from the yearbook and just looking like at a completely different person. And, you know, there, at some point you have to look back and realize where, where that came from. And I, I definitely have Kezo to thank for that. Wonderful. Thank you. So I have a bit of a surprise question here. I'm going to read this out. Uh, I have a quote to share from uh, one of your course directors from Kezo. Uh, he wrote to me in English, so I will read this in English in both episodes, just for our own reference. 
From her first year as a leader, where I heard constantly heard great things from her TFs, to her years as a YF, where she was always ready to help out with literally anything. She was always up for a good challenge, and it was clear that her goal was to become a TF one day. It is a shame that the last couple of years had to happen, as with Asian experience, she was for sure making the TF roster sooner than most people do. And how do you respond to that? Wow. I... That's just such an honor for me to hear that. And my course directors were Eric Marcotte and Nick Marcel. And they were on this podcast as well a few episodes back. And they're just the most lovely humans I've ever met. And I'm actually lucky enough to still be in contact with them. And I actually work for them with their um, escape room business, which is Mobile Escapes. Um, so just from that, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm shocked that they have such nice things to say. Like they're just such genuine, loving, caring people. And to hear that just puts the biggest smile on my face. I know you guys can't see it, but, um, (laughs) I just have the biggest smile on my face and it's just so amazing to see that because as I said like being a leader I didn't think I was going to come back as a YF I didn't think I had that in me even though that's something I wanted to do I just didn't think you know that was possible just from where I was self-confidence wise and my leadership abilities I didn't think it was possible and then for them to say I was going to make the TF roster quicker than most it's just such an honor to to have them say that okay and that's great. I had a hunch that was going to go well, so that's good. Um, so on a on a a, a, a little bit more, a uh, little sadder note, I guess. Um, we were not at OALC in 2020 and 2021. We've had reduced programming in 2022. Um, OALC continues to persevere and uh, to find different ways to reach leaders. But I want to know from your perspective, why do you think it's important for OALC to continue its work? For me, I definitely think it's important that OELC continues its work, but I think it's even more important that Kezo continues its work. Um, I know they're affiliated with each other. They're on the same site. It's very similar programs, um, but I definitely think Kezo needs to not necessarily put that extra effort, but I really hope that it comes together and we fight for more programming because Kezo, once things were like in normal times pre-COVID, it was the only French program at OELC. So throughout the whole summer, the two months, even a bit before that, it went into June, we only had one full week in the summer that it was only in French. Everything else was in English. Um, So right there, it just went to show that You know, the French community is a minority in Ontario. Um, And it's just so important to continue that work because there is so many Francophone youth in Ontario. And I myself and one of them, I did all of my studies in French and I'm continuing my studies in French at the University of Ottawa. And it's just so, so important because I see people every single day in their, you know, they they really feel that the French community is a minority and it shouldn't feel that way because there is so many of them, but there's just a lack of representation. And I think Kezo really has a great opportunity to represent the French community in such a 
special way. So I think it's very, very important that Kezo, as well as OELC, puts in that work to continue that in the next few years, we will have that programming still. I agree with you. And it's particularly um, interesting to note that from Nick and Eric had done a lot of research to discover they were the only uh, Francophone uh, leadership program of their kind in Ontario. So it's important that 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 not be lost in the shuffle. I couldn't agree with you more. Okay, so this isn't a formal question. I'm just going to ask in case I need to get there. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about OELC or Kezo that we missed in our interview? Is there something else that we need to talk about? Um, I think the only thing we're missing is the the magic of OELC Kezo. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it um, at OELC, but when you step onto the site, there's just such a different feeling when you're there. It's like nothing I've never experienced before. And my first week there, or my first few days there as a leader, people were like, oh yeah, it's the magic of Kezo. And at first I was kind of put back. I was like, well, what do you mean magic of Kezo? Like, I I don't really understand. Like, it's a beautiful campground, but what what is this magic? And throughout the end of the week, you really realize like, it's just such an amazing place to be just the site is so beautiful the sunsets you see the people you're with but just the development you do as an individual is quite amazing and i've heard the same thing from all of my yfs as colleagues and the tfs that i still are in contact with and even the leaders like just the development that they go in they they do throughout you know their time there and it's just nothing like I've ever experienced before. So um, I hope that, you know, if OELC Kezo doesn't make it throughout the the next few years for, you know, because of the pandemic or um, the, you know, losing our site, things like that, I really hope that magic lives on. And the people that have gone to OELC or Kezo, um, I know it's hard to explain to other people who haven't go there and people listening are probably like, what the heck is she talking about this magic? Like, what is that? But um, just try and explain to other people what it is. Cause it's, it's, it's so important. And, you know, going into a world that's kind of, you know, dark and heavy sometimes just bringing that in there can really lighten people up. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, site or no site, um, OELC is a people. Um, even more than it is a place. And I know that it's difficult to separate the site from it, but I've been around enough OELC programming to know that um, it is very much about our the way in which we approach it. That much is for sure. That concludes my interview with uh, Hannah Van Bemmel. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen uh, to this today. A quick reminder that you can find all of the information about what's happening with OELC in the next uh, calendar year at www.oelc caso.com and uh, I plan to be back to give you a few more episodes uh, a few more times before uh, the winter comes I uh, hope this finds all of you well and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again with you again very soon if you haven't listened to the French version of this episode can I recommend that you do so by hopping down one episode and pressing play thank you so much take care